0: the Nerd
1: Ascended podcast. I'm Natalie and I'm Chelsea and this is what we're nerding out about this week. Hi nerds welcome back to the Nerd Ascended podcast featuring our very special guest Natalie's cough. (laughs) Back again. Back again. So is Natalie's uh, bronchitis. With my
0: my best podcast voice so I think this happens frequently enough that people probably just think this is how I sound (laughs)
1: but it's not. It gives you a very distinct podcast voice. Yes. <laughs> uh, we're a little later than we wanted to do this episode, but Natalie's podcast voice didn't even exist for like two weeks before we were recording this. Yes. So it's all your fault.
0: Yes. But it's fine. This is actually better than it sounded a week ago, so <laughs> if you can imagine that... <laughs>
1: But since it is fully October and spooky season, as the internet has dubbed it now, I guess, (laughs) which I'm fine with, I just... What the kids are doing these days. The youth are calling it spooky season. (laughs) So it is spooky season. It's all about my good Christian spooky values. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) my good Christian spooky values. (laughs) Uh, There are some spooky things in religion yes that's a different topic which actually we might get into a little bit later uh in this podcast a little bit oh yeah but uh, what two things that cross paths quite frequently are religion and horror movies and themes yes which is our theme for today Ooh. Ooh. we have a ton of horror movie stuff to talk about even though i can't watch a lot of horror movies which I've talked about I think on the pod before on the pod (laughs) on the pod are we real podcasters (laughs) now because you just referred to it as the pod (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) on the pod but we both do find them fascinating and Natalie watches a lot more than I do I would say I watch a lot more than
0: I used to but I still I I still have a line that I don't cross And there's certain things I just can't put myself through. But because of that, we actually outsourced a lot of content for this episode. Um, We did. One from, well, not one, one portion of it from someone who I definitely consider to be a serious expert on horror movies. So we still have the good content for you, even if we haven't seen a number of the things we're going to be talking about.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Before we get into horror movie stuff, there was a little update on something nerdy that I thought was pretty huge actually. Which uh back in June, I think Suzanne Collins announced she was making another Hunger Games prequel book, I wrote sequel book, that's incorrect. <laughs> prequel book. And earlier this month, uh she came out with both the cover and the title. And the title is The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. Uh, The cover is, I'm going off memory, green, and has a gold emblem on it. Matches all the other ones. And it's set 64 years before the Hunger Games and centered around the 10th Hunger Games and will be published in May... Oh, on May 19th, 2020. So I'm excited for it. I'm also contemplative about what it means that we all wanted to see more of the Hunger Games because, like, of an actual Hunger Games game because that's a very capital citizen ish. Do you get what I Yes, that's almost like we're kind of like missing the point,
0: <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <'Cause> the <laughs> point is that people wanting to see these Hunger Games is a bad thing and wanting to enjoy them is a bad thing, but. Now, the tenth Hunger Games no one from that game participated in the Victor games in um Catching Fire, correct? That they would have all not been there.
1: I don't think so. Not even um what's her name? The older woman that was from District oh. Four that took Annie's place. Well, wow, it's been a long time. I guess she could have been she could have been. Was she that old? I mean, she was pretty old. Would this old. be the one
0: she won? It could have been. I'd have to go back and look. I know th-
1: that Hamish is not that old. No, he's, I think he was probably supposed to, be, supposed to be in like his 40s, 50s. Yeah,
0: so that I can't remember that character's name, but that could be. So I'll have to go look that up. But I, I mean, at the end of the day, I am in fact going to read this book. So.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love Suzanne Collins. I think her writing is really great, and she's an exceptional YA author in particular. Like, I think she understands how to write teenagers in a way where they are impulsive and a little dramatic like teenagers are, but they're also smart Mm -hmm. because young people are very smart. Yes, (laughs) they are. They're getting smarter all the time. And I'm hopeful that since this is the first book she's written since the original Hunger Games and I'm hoping this will be kind of like a a jumping point that she'll start writing more books again. Yeah. I don't care if they're Hunger Games focused or not. I just think she's a really good writer and I want to read more of her stuff. Yeah. Cool. Well looking forward to that.
0: Um two other quick small updates. We wanted to make a minor correction from the last podcast when we were talking about the alcohol brand that Aaron Paul and Brian Cranston have created, uh, because we were talking about the El Camino movie, which actually, at the time we're recording this, just came out on Netflix yesterday, so we will hopefully be watching it this weekend, but yeah. the movie is called El Camino. Their liquor brand is not called El Camino. It's actually called Dos Hombres. So, yes, we did want to correct that, and then I think it was the last podcast that I mentioned, uh, we were talking about Dr. Sleep and the movie version coming out, and how Stephen King did not like Stanley Kubrick's version of The Shining, and I had said something about it. I thought, oh, maybe that was just because they made some changes to it, and maybe it was like an ego thing because the movie ended up being a great movie and people loved it, but he changed some of the stuff. Well, I actually did find out specifically what he said about why he didn't like that, and it was kind of in that same vein, and it did have to do with the changes, but it was more that they changed... Um, the character of jack torrance to be more sinister early on and um
1: sorry dm is being <laughs> crazy in dm the is
0: participating in the podcast in the background yes he he's
1: looking for dr yes, sleep yes he's
0: reenacting the shining in the window behind me <laughs> to add to the atmosphere but um they changed the character of jack torrance to be more sinister and unlikable early on and in the book he's kind of a more likable guy to start in some ways and stephen king based Jack Torrance a little bit on himself and Ow. some of his experiences and so for them to change it I think felt more personal
1: um, yeah that makes and sense. he
0: also specifically I guess asked Stanley Kubrick not to cast Jack Nicholson because he thought he looked too sinister <laughs> and of course Jack Nicholson is a huge reason why that movie worked so well for what Stanley Kubrick was trying to do but I just had to add that I I did find out why my friend Steven did not like that movie in particular, but um, I'm currently reading the novel version of The Shining, and I'm about halfway through. And then I'm gonna watch the movie again, so and then hopefully read Doctor Sleep before it comes out, like in like three
1: weeks. So we're gonna try. <laughs> we're making an effort. Yeah, that comes out really soon. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I can understand why he wasn't a fan of it then. Yeah. But still,
0: honestly, a really great horror movie and one we will mention again later on in this episode.
1: Yeah. Uh, Something I've been doing that's more Halloween related than The Hunger Games has been trying to find these stupid little felt plants at Target. (laughs) In their Halloween section, uh, they're $4 each. so There's only three of them. And they're just little succulents that are spooky. Like eating little bones and having eyes in the middle of them. Spooky succulents. They're very cute. And I wanted all of them. And it took me about six, seven weeks and a ridiculous amount of targets in the Omaha area to get two of them. And one of them was actually, Ryan found it for me. He had to go to Target for something else. And he just got lucky. (laughs) Yeah, and he got lucky and there was one there. And I will... I'm trying to accept the fact that I will never complete my set of three because they didn't make enough. They made, like... It's like when Disney makes something super exclusive and then people go and buy out all of them and then sell them online for stupid prices. Like, the little plant I'm missing is four dollars at Target. And if you look on eBay, they're like fifty-five. Oh my gosh. For that one little thing. I'm not desperate enough to do that. I'm just mourning the fact that I had this quest. They were gonna be my little treat myself to my self. <laughs> <laughs> because I haven't spent I haven't really been able to spend a lot of money this year on like a purely want thing. Mm-hmm. And so when I found these in their collection before they came out, I was like, oh, that'll be perfect because they'll make me 10% happier. As Marie Kondo says, they will bring me joy. (laughs) And they're not like an exorbitant amount of money. But uh, I'm never going to get all three. And I kept checking Target every single day, like their website, to see what Omaha stores they might show up in. And now it just says no longer sold at this location. Uh, Also, As in all of Omaha, this location? Yes. When I posted about this on Instagram, our cousin Sage replied, and she said, I can't find any in Oregon either. (laughs) I mean, I briefly looked in the Target by my house and didn't find them either, but... I sent our mom to look at one in Colorado. She was already going to the Target. She told me on the phone, so I asked her to look. (laughs) And... It was a bust. Yeah. So if you have one of these little felt plants, I need the orange one that looks like a Venus flytrap. Um I don't know, you could probably sell it on eBay and pay off all your student loans at this point. I know. But Chelsea is not gonna give you fifty five dollars for it, but she might give you ten. No. Maybe. (laughs) It's just the principle of the thing. True. That like people went and there weren't very many to begin with and people went and bought all of them and are like, $55 on Poshmark. Yeah. On Poshmark. Which I get if you've added something to it or made it more, but this was just, you bought everything so no one else Yes. Did. Anyway, that's my little rant. <laughs> I do get a lot of compliments of the other two. They're on my desk at work. Everyone loves them. I'm going to leave them up past Halloween. They're just going to be my everyday decorations in my office. <laughs> so, that's the best segue, I guess, I have into Halloween. Yay! Horror movies. Which, horror movies don't have to be Halloween. No. And,
0: I mean, many good ones are things that people watch any time of year and aren't specifically related to Halloween or anything like that. But... Yeah.
1: Actually, a good time of year that a little boost of horror movies come out is February. Yes. Which I guess is just kind of a quiet time of year for other movies, so. So horror movies picked it up. Yeah, just jump in there. There is one coming out, I think this February, called The Turning, that I just watched a trailer for I Think I Can See It, because it's based off The Turn of the Screw. Oh, okay. Which, didn't the book didn't scare me at all. It also has Finn Wolfhard in it. Oh. It's a very good actor, but he's, he's not spooky. So I think I can watch it with him being the weird child. Okay. I'll
0: have to look for the trailer for that because I haven't seen that one. Um, But to kick our discussion of scary movies off, before we get into more of the ones that neither Chelsea or I have actually probably seen um, and we're relying on other people's opinions, we wanted to do one of our perfect 10 out of 10 recommendations in our opinion for a scary movie so the ones that I have it was interesting that I don't I can't say that I watch a ton of horror movies that we're gonna be talking about and then I found it hard to pick just one uh for my 10 out of 10 recommendation Mm -hmm. so if I absolutely have to just choose one it would be The Orphanage by Guillermo del Toro which I know you also had as one of your options, too.
1: Yeah. Um, and I wrote it first. So you stole it. <laughs> I did. It I totally
0: stole it. But I mean, this is one of those movies where, which side note, I think people who say they don't want to watch subtitled movies are really missing out on a ton oh, yeah. of great content. you are
1: limiting. Yeah. Even like beyond horror movies, too. Yeah. Do not let
0: that hold you back. But I will say, with the. You're
1: missing out on most of the world. Yes,
0: honestly. Yeah. <laughs> um, With The Orphanage, since you have to keep reading the subtitles, unless you speak Spanish, um, then of course you can just watch this movie without that. But if you do have to watch it with the subtitles, I think it makes it even better because you can't cover your eyes when scary things are (laughs) happening (laughs) because you have to know what's being said and what's going on. But um, The Orphanage is just, it's a great film, period, let alone being a horror film, but it completely terrified me. It made me cry. It made me feel bad for feeling scared <laughs> at the beginning of it. Um and it's it's a good story in general. Um and by the end of it for the first time I was like not scared anymore and just realized I loved that movie, but then when I watched it a second time, even though I know the ending, I'm still scared all over again at the beginning part. Yeah. Um but it does suspense very well. Um I think one of the scariest, or at least most anxiety-inducing scenes I've seen in any movie is um, when she decides to play hide and seek with the ghosts of the children. Oh, yeah, and um, if I remember correctly, they they do kind of a it's like a version of like red light, green light, kind of, um, and basically the the goal is the kids get up without her seeing them move and then when they touch her on the shoulder then they all run away and hide um but they do something it's not red light green light it's like one two knock on the wall something like that that she's doing and she does it a couple times turns around nothing's there and it's like the third or fourth time she does it and turns around you can see little faces peeking from behind the furniture at her and then yeah
1: next time and she keeps going yeah. she doesn't and then next out. time
0: they're all just closer and closer until someone touches her shoulder and it's it's just very very well done and there's just a few scenes in that movie that definitely are
1: burned in my brain um yeah which i think is commendable considering when you think about the children in it they're not gross or scary to look at i mean children in general are scary <laughs> honestly <laughs> yes they are <laughs> yeah, there's a reason there's scary children in so many horror movies, but their faces aren't like all messed up and they don't. The one kid has the little bag on his head, which is a plot point. Yeah, but it's not like horrifying to look at. Yeah, they're not like rotting zombies. He's just wearing a little bag, you know. Yeah, and they don't do like scary things with their faces, and they don't like crawl all creepy or any of that. Yeah.
0: Um. But But it's really scary. Yes, it's still (laughs) very scary, but also um, deeply emotional and moving at the end.
1: Oh, yeah. So,
0: I mean, all around, it's just a solid 10 out of 10 movie for me. Um, The other two I put as kind of my honorable mentions would be Jordan Peele's Get Out. Um, I know some people who are really into scary movies actually really didn't care for Get Out, but... Um, I was definitely oh I loved Game yeah it. I was definitely someone that loved it because I think um, anytime a movie can actually scare me make me laugh and then make me think about it for the ensuing week um, was a very successful movie um and I also liked don't breathe which came out a couple years ago now you could probably classify that as a thriller versus a scary quote quote movie um but I think there's a lot of overlap there and I think that one was a really great twist on the home invasion genre, which is not something I usually like at all. Um, yeah, I do So <laughs> Don't Breathe was actually very good. And then the last one I would have to say, it's not a movie, but it's not an ongoing TV show. It's kind of a little capsule thing for me by by itself, um, was The Haunting of Hill House on Netflix, which I know, Chelsea, you haven't seen. And I probably will not- Yes, and I will say it is... <laughs> similar to the orphanage though actually legitimately scary many times throughout the show deeply emotionally moving, extremely well acted and written I mean it's it's just a masterpiece of a little TV show honestly so I will say it's there's definitely some scary imagery in there for sure and things that are definitely burned into my brain but um, it is a it
1: is a fantastic TV show so, Those are are mine. Um, The two I wrote down were The Orphanage, uh, which I really should watch again. I haven't seen it for several years. Um, I was actually going to add Get Out, and then I forgot to. I really like Get Out. I know, like you said, a lot of people don't because they don't think it's actually scary. But maybe that's why I like it. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, you could also, like, to be blunt, maybe it's not as scary if you're a white person. Fair. Fair point. <laughs> um, but I like the the release of tension with obvious humor. And I've never... It was... In a w- world where it's hard to make a very unique plot, this was a very, very unique plot. Yes. And I will and acting and it was very. Good. I
0: will just never forget the scene of him standing out in the yard in the dark, and you can tell like something is coming and it's like so anxiety inducing. <laughs> and then the guy that's like the groundskeeper is just like running just <laughs> so all at him yes.
1: with his arms all straight. <laughs> yeah, and then
0: runs directly at him and then makes a turn.
1: He makes <laughs> a ninety degree yeah. turn. It's so funny. <laughs> And it also had a very good message. Yes. Well, very, like, important. It talked about important things that apply to the real world, which is hard to do in horror movies. Uh, The other thing I put, which is probably controversial, is the 2017 It. I will admit I have not seen the Tim Curry ones, even though I love Tim Curry. But I liked it for the same reason I liked Get Out. Where it had like releases of the, of the scary horror stuff, with funny stuff. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, there were stuff in that movie that uh, deeply disturbed me. <laughs> None of them being Pennywise himself as the, like in his clown form.
0: Which I think is honestly the point of that story, though.
1: Because yeah,
0: at the in the book version or the old version or the newer versions, I mean that. The monsters in the horror are actually just people themselves. They're the ones that are yeah. the scary things.
1: Oh, I also want to real quick throw in one more I just thought of, which was A Quiet Place. Oh, okay. That was because sound editing in that movie is beautiful. Yes. And the monsters weren't scary to look at because they looked like a lot of other monsters, so I could fully watch it.
0: Yes, and a woman having to give birth oh that was horrifying was terrifying <laughs> and maybe that's something that is more scary if you are a woman to think about but um it definitely worked on me so
1: <laughs> yes and as someone who doesn't want to ever have a baby because that freaks me out yeah it, it was terrifying. it was just even and I hated worse. it yes <laughs> So, speaking of it it's been a little while since it came out but we both have seen it chapter 2 there was a lot of internet discourse on it Um, I really liked it I didn't like it as much as the first one that's okay it was a little too long it was pretty long like by the time we were in the cave and we'd been there for a while and he had been a huge spider forever I was like oh my gosh Please. <laughs> can we, like, can we do something? Can we, like, get this over with? I think Bill Hader deserves to be nominated for awards for it because he f- is really good in that movie. I don't know if he will because, do you remember when Get Out was super good and the Academy was like, it's a horror movie. Horror movies aren't as good as indies. And then they, like, kind of reluctantly nominated it for some stuff. Yeah. I really don't know if they'll nominate it for anything. I don't know. I
0: mean, I I did really, really enjoy that movie, and I think a large part of the reason I enjoyed it so much was Bill Hader, for sure. And um, I I liked that, even though I will say the beginning of that movie was extremely difficult to sit through and very, very, very upsetting to me um I also understand why it was included from the book and what they were trying to say and I appreciated that there was a thread ultimately with Bill Hader's character for that yeah like
1: there was I wish it was a little bit of a stronger thread
0: yeah yeah I I wish it was a little bit more overt with him too but um I I mean it, it worked enough that at the end when he was Carving his name into the the beam, I did get a little bit choked up. <laughs> so,
1: yeah, yeah. So, oh, poor Eddie. Yeah, so that did. I really liked Eddie. I always did because I see a lot of myself <laughs> in Eddie. Yes, <laughs> like I didn't have an overbearing mother that gave me a hypochondria, OCD, whatever. But <laughs> yeah, I definitely am a hypochondriac. <laughs> yes,
0: and I I really appreciated- like when the pharmacist is like. Oh, Oh, I was going to say I really appreciated that they referenced with Eddie the gazebos thing from the first movie, and when Penny was Penny was like gazebos, they're gazebos, Eddie.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That actor did very well as well.
0: Yes, Um, but all said and done, I was I was pleased with it.
1: Yes, I was pleased with it. Um, I hope Bill Skarsgård gets more roles. Mm -hmm because he put a lot of him he put a lot of work into pennywise and i think i'm i remember seeing that like he had to go to therapy well he had to start going to therapy yeah there.
0: which <laughs> i mean i feel like that maybe should just be standard for people doing super deep character acting roles like that just because i can imagine that takes a huge toll on you um yeah i got to see that movie with um our cousin Nicole. And she is someone that is definitely a scary movie buff. Not much mm-hmm. rattles her and the stuff that does. I think she just likes it more. For that, mm-hmm. she's definitely one of those people that enjoys the scare, enjoys the thrill, enjoys the gore, enjoys all of that. Um, so I saw It Chapter 2 with her, and she'd obviously seen the original and the one from 2017 and she, I will say, loved it. She clapped at the end of the movie. Oh, good. <laughs> so uh, for people looking for recommendations for a, from someone who's very into scary movies, she wholeheartedly, two thumbs up, recommended that one. Um, and then we also asked her for her top five scary movies of all time. Now, in hindsight... This seemed like a good question because I know she watches a lot more than we do. She actually has, um, you know, kind of a wealth of background on a lot of them and understands what goes into them. But in hindsight, thinking about it, asking someone who's so into scary movies to narrow it down to five was kind of a hard ask.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that is a very hard ask. So
0: what Nicole did, because she's amazing... And I think we are going to screen cap this and actually put it up on our Instagram so other people can browse it. She ended up giving us her top five and then some for different decades of horror movies, starting with the 70s. So we have this amazing list of um, what her recommendations are, what type of movies she likes, and um, so we're going to go through them, kind of, how she has them decade by decade. And uh, she noted up front that she's very partial to creature features, cannibals, and gore. <laughs> so yeah. so there is a lot of that in there. Um, she also noted that the 80s era of scary movies is definitely her favorite. Um, because that's what she grew up watching. And she had... Um, just growing up then she had parents that weren't necessarily monitoring what she was watching so she got to see a lot of these and she said that she didn't really get nightmares or night terrors from them and she was really just interested in like the practical effects and the thrill she would get from being scared so you know whereas me sometimes I get these images burned in my brain and then I can never sleep and they
1: come up five years later um I mean I have things from when I was like 13 that- yeah if I think about it while I'm laying in bed and I'm like, oh yeah, no. that now I can't say. That has not
0: been the, the case for Nicole. She is just, she enjoys the thrill um, for all of these. So, she kicked things off with the 70s, um, which is probably a good place to start talking about scary movies in general. Because there are a few, well, more than a few movies that came out during this time period that are really like the cornerstones of horror industry films.
1: Um. Yeah, it's kind of like the 70s is really when horror movies started finding their ground. And basing this off uh, articles assessing horror movie timelines Mm -hmm. that I've read online. And then the 80s is really considered kind of one of the golden eras of horror movies. Mm -hmm. Like the 70s, they were finding their footing. And then the 80s, they'd really gotten into the groove yes of good horror movies and then in the present day
0: we are remaking and rebooting a lot of these movies so obviously their popularity just continues to extend um so from this particular era nicole had uh seven movies six movies on here in general um a couple of these she has notes of ones that actually legitimately scared her and that's why she likes them um being which means i will never watch (laughs) and a, a couple of these i have seen um but being someone who is very into cannibals and gore and all of that it makes sense that one of her top movies from this era was texas chainsaw massacre um i will say for me I'm definitely a baby about slasher-type movies, except for um, Halloween and Nightmare on Elm Street. But, um, so Texas Chainsaw Massacre is a little bit above my pay grade. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But, you know, Nicole makes the note in here that what's scarier than a cannibalistic family with a deformed lunatic son? Not much, honestly. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a very good point (laughs) in... um leatherface is a pretty iconic horror figure even if you've never seen texas chainsaw you probably recognize leatherface you probably know who he is um and nicole notes that even the 2003 remake is pretty good in her opinion um and she said in that one his leatherface and his family are modernized proving that you can't trust strangers of a small pod oak town nor should you eat gas station barbecue. Great life <laughs> advice,
1: no matter what you're talking about, <laughs> yeah. honestly. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, I've unfortunately seen most of the 2003 remake in high school. Was not my choice. Did not want to watch it. Um, yeah, that it's, it's too uh, body horror and stuff like that is too much for me. Yeah. Um,
0: the next one she has on her list is The Exorcist, which is one that I have seen. Um, and I have also um, gone through a haunted house based on it at Horror Nights in Hollywood, um, which we did three years ago. And it was... I will say that was an interesting haunted house experience because when you think about The Exorcist, that a huge portion of the movie takes place in Reagan's bedroom. So... Yeah. <laughs> the way they had the house setup um is you you literally came into the house the front door of the house and in the corner when you walked by you could see they had a, a pretty cool animatronic setup where you could see her crab walking up the stairs as you went on the other side and then the rest of the house was like repeatedly walking through her bedroom and in between you would go through hallways with like uh imprints of the demon face on there and you know stuff like that and sometimes in some of the bedrooms the reagan would be an animatronic sometimes she was a a live actor sometimes the priest was an animatronic sometimes he was a live actor and so it was um i think it was meant to be more quickly walked through because i think you were supposed to get this sense of like chaos and falling down the rabbit hole you know kind of thing um of course the pea soup scene was in there yeah everybody knows that even if you haven't Uh, seen it i i knew standing in line i'm gonna have to deal with the smell of vomit in this house so yeah (laughs) i gotta get ready for that and you know of course they um had it brilliantly set up to where as you're walking through you get hit with liquid and you know all of that so that was kind of what you would expect but for nicole she noted that um this in particular idea of religion good and evil angels and demons even for someone who is a non-believer is a scary concept to think about and then if you do happen to have christian beliefs it's just even scarier honestly
1: yeah yeah she notes um the it's the fighting a force you cannot see Mm-hmm. that's the scary thing um that has nothing to do with how you identify religiously yeah um I've seen parts of The Exorcist. I do think it's a very interesting play on the hard good versus hard evil. And I think any possession movie that's come after it will always be compared to it. Because it's kind of like, there might have been other ones I don't know of, but it's kind of like the beginning of demon possession and yeah. religiously horror it's movies. It's the standard for sure.
0: Yeah. In that. And, um, nicole also said you know just like i mentioned about the the haunted house version um it's the pea soup scene that probably everybody remembers and is probably forever scarred by (laughs) Yes, so
1: (laughs) scarred a lot of people
0: and i believe this is still true that it it might not be the most it might just be in the top but it is definitely one of the most profitable horror movies ever
1: made uh the next one she has on here is jaws the original one from 1975 Uh, which is about the small town of Amity Island in New England when a young woman is killed by a shark. The police chief wants to close the beaches. The mayor is stupid and says, hell no, 4th of July, America needs a beach. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I haven't seen Jaws in so long, I don't actually remember his reasoning. I'm basing... <laughs> oh, the loss of tourist revenue. Thanks, Nicole.
0: She put it in there. I'm basing most of what I remember <laughs> off of the ride experience that used to be in Orlando. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: Nicole's thoughts on it was, it's interesting because it gives an animal humanistic behaviors, which is true. Jaws has a personality. hmm Like a human, right? And she thinks it is a scary movie. Yes, this is one that she said actually legitimately scared her,
0: which is, is interesting, too, because a lot of people who really like scary movies um, will say the same thing. And people who don't like scary movies, they'd be like, uh, Jaws, Why are you scared of Jaws about a shark, whatever. But it's actually very common, I've seen, for people really into these type of movies that Jaws legitimately scares them
1: so yeah i mean jaws doesn't super scare me it makes me uncomfortable i have seen it but um nicole notes this too it's the ocean it's a scary place yes. and we all know i hate the ocean because i don't know what's in there so i don't really go in the ocean so maybe that's why it doesn't yeah you like the as beach, much but i don't go in the scary water yeah you like <laughs> the beach but you don't want to go in the water no um
0: The next one she has from this era is, of course, another classic Halloween, uh, which I have seen most of these. And this was definitely the beginning of um, the slasher era, which I like Halloween. I don't like some of the more modern slasher stuff. Um, And Nicole notes that like the scary thing about Halloween and Michael Myers is just the whole idea of watching a predator track its prey. Because he's just, he doesn't talk. He's so, just, just such a heavy presence without doing anything else. You have no idea what the heck he wants or, you know, what his problem is. And it's, again, I guess, the idea of that unknown. Um, The new Halloween movie that came out uh, last year with um, Jamie Lee Curtis, and they're going to do two more um, to round out kind of that, little uh, package of the Halloween storyline I loved 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 and I thought it was amazing and it was a great callback to the original one and what made that one so good and
1: scary yeah I think a good thing about the slasher movies is they don't have to worry about making a motivation or like trying to make the villain a little more grayish area Mm -hmm. like he he, Michael he doesn't need a reason like the spinoffs when it was her brother and whatever that didn't it didn't really need that like he could just be yeah he's just Michael a really scary dude killing people like he didn't need like a, a tragic backstory and this is why he's the way he is like he could just be a scary thing and I think that's why the Jamie Lee Curtis one went so well yeah
0: also because it had her. In yeah, it. and it, you can't really go wrong with that. <laughs> so
1: yeah, um, I've seen parts of Halloween. I do want to watch the original all the way through. I do really want to see the one from last year, but I'm still kind of scared. <laughs> I I will say um,
0: you can one hundred percent handle it. I would recommend watching the nineteen seventy eight one first, and then yeah, I
1: feel like I should watch. So that you have one the first. full backstory,
0: but it's. I will that that's a scary movie I can honestly say if you can go through that haunted house version we went through and enjoy it you can do the movies
1: oh I loved that horror night's house yeah it was one of the best ones I've ever been in. I mean he
0: you know he pops up in places make you jump or whatever and people get stabbed and you know that kind of thing but
1: <laughs> and we have a good and time, we a good time
0: <laughs> you, know, but you can 100% handle those
1: Okay, good. Uh, the next one she has on here is Alien from 1979. She put the series, so more than just the first one, uh, which is the, the movies in deep space on the ship, and they get woken up from their Cairo sleep capsules because of a dress, distress call from an alien vessel. And then they find the nest of eggs inside the alien ship, and it's all real scary. And this is one that <laughs> Nicole put, what's scarier than the ocean? Space. I agree. Yes. <laughs> I don't want to go in the ocean and I don't want to go to space. Like there's just so much empty, dark places that I can't, that we don't know what's in there. We don't really know what's out there. Yeah. Like we, I think we have a good idea of what's in our galaxy, but we like, what, what is beyond that? Yeah. And we'll never know.
0: Hopefully. Yes, and Nicole mentions that the aliens in the films are definitely horrifying, and um, she calls the first movie, but the whole series in general, a delightful nightmare. So, that's a a pretty ringing endorsement for that one. Um, To round out the 70s, the last one she references is Frogs, which I have never seen. Um,
1: I have not either. I
0: may have will actually watch this though based on her recommendation um because it's about a southern chemical baron not terribly concerned with the environment um and they're based on some issues with pesticides local animals are behaving strangely they know they need to postpone a fourth of july celebration that's coming up but they refuse um and nicole as she noted at the beginning really loves creature features and she said this is uh involves a rich and rather careless family stuck in a plantation by a swamp and trapped by killer reptiles and amphibians and says you want nature to win in this one so yeah i know this was made in 1972 but it actually feels like this might be a good movie for our current times in (laughs) the climate change (laughs) discussion so this is actually one I think I will be seeking out.
1: It seems like a much better version of The Happening.
0: Oh, cheese and crackers. that
1: awful movie? Yes. So <laughs> you choke on water. Yes.
0: About oh, it. cheese and crackers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, the Happening is not anywhere on Nicole's list.
1: <laughs> no, it's not on ours no. either. <laughs>
0: um, so her next era that she gets into is the 80s.
1: <laughs> yeah, the first one she has on here is a classic A Nightmare on Elm Street came out in 1984 uh, It's about Freddy Krueger Played by Robert England Which I really love Robert England He seems like A fantastic, nice Very kind person mm-hmm. Which I think a lot of people That play villains are Yeah Because I think like it takes a lot of acting And fully putting yourself like completely separate from yourself to play a really good villain sometimes Mm
0: -hmm. um I've seen Robert England a couple times at Rose City Comic Con and he is just such a nice person and like it's so interesting listening to him talk because he will um he will like name drop a ton of people he knows and worked with but it never comes across as like Oh, I worked with Wes Craven and I you know, like it doesn't seem like that at all. It's always just coming from this place of like he feels to this day so ecstatic that he's had the opportunities he's had and yeah, he's just like so blown away by like the people he's got to work with and at the last time we saw him this year, he was outright referencing names of caterers they had on set. And, like, food he remembered and how great the crew was and all of that. And he's he's just a wonderful person. Um, and he also told a really great story about one of the first times he was in Freddie makeup. And he was in <clears> – <throat> he had, like, a little trailer. And he really wanted to take a nap <laughs> before his next scene. But he can't, like – he's got all the stuff on. He can't just, like, take a nap. So he was, like, in a chair laying back, you know, in front of, like, his uh, – I guess vanity station with the mirror in there and finally managed to fall asleep. And someone knocks on his door and was like, Oh, Mr. England, we need you on set or, you know, you have to wake up now. And he sat up and he said, and I looked in the mirror and there was just this horrifying, (laughs) decrepit old man. And he said, he literally like jumped out of the chair before he realized it was himself. And he said, to this day, he will have nightmares with that image
1: that well with the image of himself like he opened his eyes from sleeping yes
0: so that really speaks to how impactful and scary freddy krueger is for a lot of people
1: yeah uh nicole says it might be the first horror movie she watched or the first one that she can remember um the idea that your dreams are more tied to what happens to you in reality is really scary the movies are cheesy at moments, and sometimes comical, which is a thing in a lot of horror movies. Like the little little bit of cheese. Yes, like superhero movies. Like yeah, just a little. A bit. lot of times, you need a little bit of cheese. Yeah,
0: and I love, I love Nicole's final note on this one, that there's still <laughs> something enjoyable about watching teenage kids die, which is really <laughs> just the horror movie genre in a nutshell.
1: Honestly. Yes. <laughs> I have not seen this one uh, because to get like super real, (laughs) I have a lot of problems with sleep and insomnia and problems with sleeping. And so I have decided, I decided a while ago, like as much as I might be interested in it and like Robert England, it's a hard no that I can't watch movies that are about
0: Yeah. So you'll just keep that one at a distance. Admire from a distance. Yeah, like, that movie that
1: came out, that movie that came out in, like, the past year or so that was about sleep paralysis? No. Yeah. No, thank you. Like, I don't need, like, I have sleep paralysis, like, a lot of people, and I don't need it to, like, give me a scary thing to see in sleep paralysis. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) her next movie is Cannibal Holocaust. Which is a movie I've definitely
0: heard of, a movie I will definitely not be able to watch myself um yeah but i know for people who are huge horror movie buffs um there's a lot of historical interest in the impact this movie has had for one thing um because this was kind of all the way back in 1980 this was like the beginning of the found footage uh genre yeah um and was so well done that there was widespread concern this was actually a snuff film, and that people had actually been killed on camera. Um, and the director was eventually in the beginning stages of being charged with murder. Um, and whoa, what had happened was he just, if I remember correctly, <clears throat> being someone who understood PR and branding um, after they filmed the movie and released it, I think he asked the cast to kind of lay low and not be publicly seen um, just to give the atmosphere of, like, oh, did these people actually get murdered by cannibals on the island? And then it went a little too far.
1: Um, Yeah, like, he had... He got charged with murder, and he had to call the four actors yes to come into court. Yes, to prove that they were In alive. order to get out of being charged with murder. <laughs> yes. Um, I will say, you know, given that this
0: is, is 1980, it was a different world, but um, I will say I'm pretty sure there were actual animals killed in the making of that movie, which is uh. seriously unfortunate. Um, But obviously there is definitely... Uh, appreciation for the fact that they went far enough with this film that people tried to charge the director with murder (laughs) so i mean i can yeah i can respect i can respect the hustle (laughs) i guess in that aspect (laughs) um and in 2013 eli roth did uh direct a movie called the green inferno which is a homage homage well homage (laughs) to cannibal holocaust um which if you're into this type of film nicole recommends that as well
1: yeah i cannot watch no. that
0: sorry nicole that one is
1: <laughs> on my my permanent list of no uh, the next one is the lost boys came out in 1987 i was excited that she put this one on there because i have seen the lost and Boys*, and it is a great movie it is a great movie I was surprised for a second, and then I realized, oh, it does count as a horror movie, even if it wasn't scary. Uh, Nicole liked it because the vampire is truly a villain. This was pre, um, well, way pre-Twilight, and when did Anne Rice start? Uh, Well, I'm trying to think of when the film version of Interview with a
0: Vampire came out, but I'm pretty sure...
1: 1994.
0: yeah so lost boys in in
1: film lost boys was first yes um i need to watch it again it's been a long time i think it's a great movie i agree it's fun
0: um yes i definitely now that she's referenced this on here i really want to watch this again too um i also appreciate that she notes that it shows vampires how they really are no sparkles and no floof Yes. <laughs> so um it is actually lost boys is a really great film um horror movie or not it is just a it's a good movie so yeah um she also lists an american werewolf in london which um i appreciate for being in the horror genre in a space that we don't get a ton of content about which is werewolves and i don't know if they're difficult to do correctly or- or something, but I don't feel like there's a ton of movies about werewolves, and
1: there's really not. It's,
0: I mean, it's a really cool monster concept, really.
1: Yeah, I don't think they get horror movie. Well, they don't get movies a lot in general, but they really don't get horror movies. Yeah, and where they're really they're rarely scary or the villain. Yes,
0: and it's because, and I guess this makes sense, but werewolves often end up either as like anti heroes or. Straight up the hero because they're so angsty. So angsty. They are
1: very angsty. You know,
0: they're very um, similar to Anne Rice's style of vampire. They're just like these people burdened with this horrible secret and they just, it's so difficult to live with, you know.
1: Um, Yeah.
0: (laughs) But An American Werewolf in London is a pretty good movie. It is, um, Nicole says she feels like it has one of the best transformation scenes ever. And uses a lot of very impressive practical effects. um, Which is a running theme for her. She definitely appreciates movies with practical effects. Um, And I definitely agree because this isn't really a horror movie. But maybe it fits in here. Um, Jurassic Park is known for its practical effects. And how well they have stood the test of time. Because rather than use a CGI dinosaur, they made a freaking (laughs) t-rex that was functional um so i mean (laughs) practical effects even in the era of we can make anything out of cgi and a green screen that's why these movies still are so beloved
1: yeah i have not seen an an american werewolf in london but i really want to Um, i just haven't yet yes so that's probably another one i'll add to my list too so
0: nicole is already expanding our horizons
1: uh, the next one is Evil Dead, came out in 1981, one of my favorite movies. <laughs> uh, probably our dad's favorite movie. Um, It's about Ash, and he goes into the woods with his girlfriend and some pals to spend the night in a cabin. They find an old book. It reawakens the dead when it's read aloud. They release a flood of evil and must fight for their lives. Um, Nicole thinks it's a good mix of horror and gore and comedy.
0: No, I definitely, I definitely really did enjoy the original Evil Dead. Um, I have to say I maybe even liked Army of Darkness even more. Oh, wait. I
1: made, I made them all one in my head for a second. (laughs) I do like Army of Darkness more. That's part two.
0: Um. Yes. But I do, I do like the original Evil Dead. I did not see the, um reboot of evil dead that came out the tv show which i tragically have not watched yet um yeah and i need to but i didn't see the remake of of evil dead which i know bruce campbell was involved in was he the director or was he just a producer i can't remember i know he was involved in it but i know they went a little further with the actual scary and um I wasn't sure at the time I could handle that because I remember the trailers from the girl with the yellow eyes peeking up from the floor, and yeah. I wasn't sure I could I could do that. So, But the original, yes, I do very much enjoy.
1: Yes, but to be clear, it's Army of Darkness. That's one of my favorites, not the original Evil Dead. Yes, Man.
0: but without Evil Dead, Army of Darkness wouldn't be no. what it was.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> um, the last movie she has in the 80s is The Stuff, which I actually haven't heard of. Yeah. Came out in 1985 about a delicious, mysterious goo that oozes from the earth and is marketed as a new dessert sensation. <laughs> but the tasty treat rots more than teeth when zombie-like snackers only want to consume more of the strange substance, substance at any cost. That was almost word for word what Nicole wrote. Yes. <laughs>
0: um, I haven't seen this one either, but this is another one that I think I'll look for because... She says it's more funny than scary, um, and she recommends eating some ice cream while watching if you're feeling particularly brave.
1: Yeah, that sounds like a fun Halloween yes. movie to watch.
0: So that leads us into the 90s era of horror, um, which also just looking ahead down here, I see she has Jurassic Park on here, so I was even getting a little ahead yeah. of myself. <laughs> um, the first one she has is People Under the, S- People Under the Stairs. Um, which I have heard of, but have not seen. But it features... It's another another spin on the home invasion uh, type story. But uh, the guy breaks into the home um, of his family's greedy and uncaring landlords and discovers a disturbing scenario uh, where incestuous adult siblings have mutilated a number of boys and kept them in prison under the stairs. So... Uh, she says it's definitely '90s, but scary as hell. So,
1: <laughs> yes. Which <laughs> uh, she doesn't say that for a lot of things, even on this list. So, I don't think I can watch that one. Yes.
0: Um, and she says it. It includes the the scariest mother in cinema history.
1: And there has. And cinema loves its scary. Yes, mothers. there's been a lot of those. So that's something. The next one is a movie. I will never watch, <laughs> but most people have seen, which is *Silence of the Lambs*. Came out in 1991, about Hannibal Lecter, who is a psychiatrist but also a psychopath for murder and cannibalism. Yes,
0: um, I have seen *Silence of the Lambs*, and even with uh, Hannibal Lecter being as scary as he is, I definitely agree with Nicole that the thing that gets burned into your brain is buffalo bill and the villain in that movie and the um the it puts the lotion on its skin or it gets the hose again (laughs) you know yeah (laughs) Uh, that whole thing buffalo bill is definitely what gets burned in your mind and then she does include jurassic park on her list which i love that i was already thinking about that um i will say when i was a kid. Jurassic Park was pretty damn scary.
1: Jurassic Park is one of the things that has scared me the most in my entire life. Yes. I don't remember if this is one of the movies Um, our parents did let me watch. Yeah. Or I watched in the hallway. No, they let us watch it. Yeah. Well, I still have a dinosaur problem. I'm almost 29. Yes. <laughs> and I <laughs> When we go on the Jurassic Park ride at universal i didn't look at that dinosaur till i was like 16 at the end like i would duck my head and now i'll like force myself to look at it mm-hmm. but my heart is still like oh god oh god oh god i don't like it i don't like it like the little the thing universal has now where you can like hang out by the um velociraptor mm-hmm. and it pretends to bite someone i can never do that i can't get close to that i know thing. and
0: now that they updated that ride for Jurassic World, oh, and there's the two underwater dino, and there's in the it.
1: underwater dino, and there's
0: two big dinos screaming at you at the drop.
1: Yes, I've have, I've have seen a ride through, yeah, <laughs> and I'm gonna have to do it someday, <laughs> yeah. and I'm not looking forward to it.
0: But especially seeing it younger, um, I agree with Nicole. It definitely made definitely made an impact on me and made me scared of dinosaurs
1: yes me too i still am most people grew out of it i did not is it an irrational fear maybe (laughs) not really i mean i think it's fair to be scared of dinosaurs i mean a few years ago weren't they talking about how they found like mammoth woolly mammoth dna Mm -hmm. and some wild people are like oh we can Try and like make this into woolly I'm mammoth, like sure... all on Jurassic Park, and I was like, "Hell no!" I'm pretty sure don't. they did, in fact, get through part of that process. That's terrifying. Yeah, like woolly mammoths aren't a dinosaur, but they're huge. Yeah.
0: I'm pretty <laughs> sure they successfully made an embryo.
1: Oh, I don't think I want to live in a world yeah. where we're making very large animals that were extinct and like making them again like isn't that the whole warning of Jurassic yes. Park and Jurassic World
0: you were so concerned
1: with if you could
0: you didn't stop to think if you should
1: <laughs> yes listen to Jeff Goldblum yes Jeff Goldblum save us I think that quote to myself all the time yeah. <laughs> about much smaller things it's a good one anyway anyway <laughs> The next one she has is Blair Witch Project from 1999. Very classic found footage video. I've only seen parts of it. Um, I think I'm open to seeing the whole thing, though.
0: Yes, and this is another one um, in the vein of Cannibal Holocaust that at the time I remember people associated with the film really trying to play up that this was actual found footage. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. So I know for some people who saw that in the theater when they were younger, it was a lot more scary because they weren't really sure if it was fake or real or whatever. Um, Nicole says watching it now doesn't produce the same fear because now, you know, it's a hoax, you're older, whatever. Um, But she says this would be the kind of the kind of movie that watching it while you're camping in the woods (laughs) would be fun. Um, I will say the one thing that's kept me from watching the whole thing all the way through is motion sickness. And I'm not sure. Yeah, <laughs> I would handle that
1: very well. So, you might have to wear your little C band Yes. <laughs> um,
0: the last two that she includes for this era are "Scream" and "Arachnophobia." Um, "Scream," of course, because it's a, you know, Wes Craven coming in and reinventing the genre again. Um, I do remember a specific story. And maybe I've just got this mixed up with something else, but I do remember a story about someone trying to play a prank on their friends after they saw a scream and they were hiding in the back of the car with that mask on outside the movie theater. I
1: think I vaguely remember that too. Yeah, I remember something about that. And
0: (laughs) arachnophobia, I mean, of course, as Nicole says, spiders. That's all I really need to say.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I've not seen arachnophobia. Yes. Yes. Uh, probably
0: won't. But definitely, if you like creature features like Nicole, probably a good
1: one. Yeah. Uh, that moves us into Millennium Horror. First one she has is Saw 2004. That was Carrie Eels. How do you say his last name? Eels? E-L-W-E-S? I don't know. Why am I just now, 15 years later, realizing that that
0: he was the doctor?
1: That wow. had to cut his leg off? Wow. Yeah. Um, this is the original Saw. Obviously, there's like 20 now. I think I've seen the first four. Yeah. I think I saw until the girl from, like, the second one. Became to Took jigsaw. over because, yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, I will say, I know Saw's gone down its own whatever path now, but the original one... I think had a really great twist ending. That, yeah, I think that so. the guy he wanted to kill all along had been on the floor in front of him the whole time and um I think the concept was definitely interesting and um I think the first one actually is a pretty solid movie.
1: I think it is. Yeah.
0: Um the next one she has is one I have not seen. <clears throat> called Ginger Snaps from 2000. Um, it sounds super fascinating though. Uh, the story of two outcast sisters, Ginger and Bridget, in the mindless sub- sub- suburban town of Bailey Downs. On the night of Ginger's first period, she's savagely attacked by a wild creature. Ginger's wounds m- hmm. miraculously heal, but something is not quite right.
1: So... Oh, it's a werewolf movie, I think.
0: Yes, um, and this is interesting to me too because... There's kind of a running theme in some horror movies about uh, girls coming of age.
1: Yes. Is another. And they usually are directed or written by men. Which is fascinating. Um, it's fascinating. Some of them. We've talked about that a little bit with um, how Stephen King fits into that with it. Yes. Because Beverly, Beverly big story is coming that. of age, and she starts her period, doesn't she? Yes. Like there seems to be men that are like very scared of women coming of age. Like that seems to be like some deep. I don't know if it's because they assume. I don't know. That's you could write a master's thesis. Oh, probably. On that. I mean,
0: I assume part of it is just, um, kind of a a natural fear and, uh, because I guess women for them for I should say, cis typically heterosexual men, um, cisgender, I should say, other, uh, other people who identify as men or women might have different perspectives on this, but typically for cisgender born men, um, the functioning of women is just so unknown to them that I think it's in some aspects very scary. Um, and I think for some men, I think they are just afraid of, the power that women have and that probably speaks a lot to the patriarchal society we have and we could get into a whole thesis on that but (laughs) i think that's where a lot of that comes from so anyway ginger snaps probably another one i'm going to put on my list
1: yeah the next one is from 2008 it's repo the genetic opera which i think i've heard of it's, a, it's about an epidemic of organ failures leads to the rise of a creepy company providing transplants at a great price. Those who miss their payments become targets of mercenaries who repossess the organs. Yeah, I have heard of this. She does not give her like, her in-depth opinions on it. But the
0: concept, I haven't seen this one, but I have heard of it, but the concept is very interesting.
1: Yeah, that's very original. I'll have to look into that one more. Uh, Next one is Paranormal Activity, which came out in 2007. Scared the absolute shit out of me. People now are like... Most people now are like, mm, it wasn't scary. And I'm like, I, I never watched another Paranormal Activity movie, and I won't. Yeah. I have seen... Because, once again, it it messes with the bed yes. and sleeping in it.
0: <laughs> um, I've seen a couple of the other ones, but... I will say the first one, what I appreciate about it is they they made that movie on a shoestring budget.
1: Yeah. And it was still... Like $11,000. Yeah,
0: it was still effective, it was still scary, and I just really respect what they did with that movie.
1: Yeah, I respect that. <laughs> um,
0: the next one she has on her list is a movie that I'm sure is terrifying, and I have refused to see it for that exact reason. Um which is The Strangers. It's a home invasion movie with... It has Liv Tyler in it, who I'm sure is great, but just the concept of people actually... There's there's no thing in the end where you find out that, oh, they knew so-and-so, and there's this whole conspiracy. Like, it just... Random luck of the draw, home invasion, they have no purpose. Like,
1: I, I can't deal with that. <laughs> so... I have unfortunately seen this movie. I was twenty three, I was at a Halloween party, I was told not like a raging house party <laughs> like me and all my uh we had a girls' Halloween night when I worked at Disney. I was told we were gonna watch Hocus Pocus, which I guess we did, but we watched The Strangers first. And I like kinda hid behind my knees and watched the corner of the screen and sat on my phone the entire movie. Oh god. And I hate it. It still terrified me, not as much as if I'd actually actively watched it. But the fact that it's, even if it's very loosely based, it was very, it was based somewhat on something that really happened. Yeah. And I can't do it. No, I knew it would not be fun for me. (laughs) No, and I did it and it was not fun. And it's probably one of the reasons, like, especially when I'm home alone, I have to check the whole house. Like the second I get home,
0: yeah, make sure the door I have to look is in every
1: closet, and yeah, I don't recommend it, yeah, but Nicole does if you're into that Nicole kind of thing. does because it is actually scary, well, she doesn't give her opinion on it, but I can see why if you're looking for a good scare, I think that's a good one for that. I did not have a good experience. <laughs> Uh, The last one is one I have not heard of called May from 2002, which is about a young woman who has been bullied in her childhood because of her lazy eye and through contact lenses. May has adjusted as a young adult and her deep-seated awkwardness remains a problem. Relatable. Um, Adam is a young man who fixes wrecked wrecked cars, Decides he likes May, but May's strangers ultimately drives him away, leaving her open to the advances of her co-worker, Polly. Anna Faris. Anna Faris. Oh. When Polly dumps her too, May gets violent. So it sounds kind of Carrie-ish.
0: Yes. It definitely does sound a little Carrie. I haven't heard of that one either, but I am intrigued by Anna Faris being in this film. Yeah so she also um before we get into current horror timeline um Nicole also provided a list of foreign uh horror movies that she definitely recommends um one section of these is all French films a couple of which I've heard of none of which I've seen one of the ones I've heard of I've actually read the full Wikipedia thing about and I don't think I'm gonna be able to watch that one (laughs) uh which is martyrs um it just sounded honestly pretty disturbing uh but if you are into that nicole definitely recommends that one um she also listed high tension inside which is the other one i've heard about and frontier all of these sound fascinating honestly um inside features a woman on the brink of motherhood, four months after the death of her husband, is tormented in her home by a strange woman who wants her unborn baby. Which sounds oh. quite scary.
1: <laughs> uh, she also has some Japanese movies. She has The Audition from 2000 and Tokyo Gore Police from 2009. She has one movie from South Korea called Old which Boy, which I I've, think I've Yes,
0: of. and I'm pretty sure somebody made an English version of that, but I don't think it really... Was did, did that well. well, but I've heard that the original Old Boy is um, a disturbing movie, but a very, very good movie.
1: And she also has Dumplings, which is a Chinese movie from 2004, which is about a gynecologist who performed abortions and is now making dumplings with miraculous youth storing abilities, youth storing abilities, which sounds like... Mm, yeah. Yes. <laughs> um,
0: but that is again. There's this theme of women's reproduction and women coming of age. Um, yes. And then she also has a list of some more recent horror movies from 2010 on. She recommends The Conjuring, which is now a series of three movies, I think. Um, I think so. The I have not seen. Any of those, I will say I've had people tell me who really like horror movies that they have turned The Conjuring off partway through because they were too scared.
1: So Yeah, I won't watch that one because it scares people that actually yes enjoy scary movies. So if you're into
0: scary movies, though, that sounds like the perfect thing for you to be watching. Um, Nicole also really, really enjoyed both It Chapter 1 and Chapter 2 as we talked about earlier um and then she also recommends a movie called american mary which i have not heard about um i like that it's a canadian thing. yes but it's the american is the problem
1: well we're terrifying as a country. Uh, fair
0: so. fair point <laughs> fair um, but this that one is a body horror movie in particular
1: which uh body horror i can't yeah. do yeah Uh, She also has The Woman from 2011, which is about a lawyer puts his family in jeopardy when he captures the last member of a violent clan and tries to tame her. Oh. Oh. Men are the worst. (laughs) And Excision from 2012, (laughs) which is about a high school student who wants to go into a career of medicine, goes to extremes to earn the approval of her controlling mother again yep creepy mothers and also creep from 2014 which is about a man who answers an online ad and goes to the stranger's house to film him for the day and then the man makes weird bizarre requests that get stranger and stranger and he wants to make the film for his unborn child yes i've heard of that one again women's reproductive <laughs> yes is- <laughs>
0: Um, I've heard of Creep and I haven't watched it yet, but I remember that from a panel I went to at Comic-Con where a group that uh, worked with a haunted house here in Portland recommended horror movies and that was one of the ones they recommended too. So that is Nicole's amazing list of scary movie recommendations. Um, We are definitely going to post that on Instagram, too, because she just has so much great detail. But as someone who actually likes scary movies, really loves the effects and the work that goes into them, I really, really trust and respect her opinion. So um, there are definitely things on her list that I know I cannot personally handle, but yes, (laughs) um, there are... Even just for me, there are things on there that I read that I definitely want to check out that I haven't seen before, and a reminder of some that I do know I like.
1: We also asked on your Facebook uh, movies that people were legitimately terrified by. And you got a ton of responses. Yes. And
0: the interesting thing in the responses here was there were some similar threads through what people said. A lot of what people responded with were movies that they saw when they were little. All right, when I shouldn't even say little. They could have been teenagers, too. But when they were younger, they saw these movies. Yeah, not
1: as an adult. Yes.
0: And they likely also saw them, um, you know, under a blanket at a sleepover or in a movie theater or, you know, it, in an atmosphere that really played up with that, too. So... A lot of um, what came up were movies that Nicole referenced from the 70s, 80s, and early 90s. Things like that. Um, There's also a lot of Stephen King that ended up on this list. Uh, My friend Stephen, you're doing great. We're very proud of you. Um, (laughs) People definitely referenced Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, More than one person said Jaws, which Uh someone else laughed about, but... I think these people should. Well, that's his sister. Yeah, but you know, (laughs) I think people should feel validated that Nicole thinks Jaws is scary. Um, So that's entirely fair. Exorcist is on here. Um, Poltergeist, which is one that didn't come up um, on Nicole's list, but I remember being completely freaked out by Poltergeist myself.
1: Me too. I remember watching it in eighth grade in our classrooms. Yes. Like my little eighth grade group had a class, like two different classrooms that were separated by a collapsible wall. And I remember our teachers taking it down. So our two classrooms were together. And we watched the poltergeist. Yeah. It's when we were like 14, which I guess the poltergeist isn't insanely awful. And maybe not incredibly terrifying, but people were very scared. Yes.
0: I mean, worm in the tequila. Ugh. No,
1: ew ew. That still that still freaks me out. Yes, none of that.
0: Um, there's also people referenced arachnophobia on here, just like from Nicole's list. Um, Halloween came up. Um, I'm looking to see if there's any of the older ones are on here too. Um, so there there was a lot of those, and then uh, there's a couple people that referenced foreign films. One being the original Japanese grudge, not the American version. Um, and as someone who was, in fact, scared by the American version in the movie theater. <laughs> and yeah. knowing that people who like the Japanese version say that the American version is like, you know, shoots and ladders <laughs> compared to the japanese version i don't think i could have i don't think i could handle the japanese version no i definitely could um someone also referenced a movie called lake mungo uh which i had never heard of but sounds incredibly interesting (laughs) yeah (laughs) um someone also referenced drag me to hell which uh, i can definitely see where drag me to hell is a scary movie but i love drag me to hell (laughs) Um,
1: (laughs) I still have not seen Drag Me to Hell.
0: Just because I love Sam Raimi, but I mean, any movie that features a possessed goat like coming up behind some girl and in a goat voice bleeding you bitch at her is a pretty fantastic movie.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Um, Uh, My friend Shelby said The Conjuring, which she's another person that watches a lot of horror movies and rarely gets spooked. Um, I was there when she, we were roommates in Disney and she was watching The Conjuring with all our other roommates and I hid in our, in my room. like, absolutely not. It was like a couple of weeks after we moved in and we were like, you know, bonding. And I was like, I can't. (laughs) And I'm glad I didn't because it freaked out Nicole and Shelby. Yes. Uh, It's a very ranging list. Yes. Um. Uh, Hereditary shows up on here. Oh, uh,
0: Hellraiser shows up on here, too. Um, also The Town That Dreaded Sundown, which is a slasher movie from, I believe, the 80s or 70s, too. Um, and there are some on this list that are things people wouldn't quantify as a horror movie, but, um, I completely agree that these are scary and or disturbing or upsetting um someone mentioned train spotting um you know which is about heroin addiction and is a pretty dark i guess also comedic movie but pretty dark um someone mentioned eyes wide shut (laughs) which is a fair (laughs) movie to be freaked out by and someone also referenced a movie called perfume which i have not seen but it has alan rickman in it um but i think i've actually added that one to my list too Um, and then there are a couple on here that I can say myself are on my list of things that maybe scared me when I was younger, um, like the movie Signs.
1: Yes, I, we also both made our list of scariest things to us. Um, I put as kids and then added, but also adults because I realized I was an adult (laughs) for a lot of these. Um, and I did put Signs which we'll get to this part later um i like signs i know there's a lot of jokes about it now especially it's you know it's aged Mm -hmm. so watching it now is very different than back then but i still think one of the best spooks in a horror movie that was done so well was that video of the birthday party Mm -hmm. and that's walking phoenix isn't it uh yes yeah he's the brother yep um he was sitting in the closet watching the TV and watching that video. Yeah. <laughs> I just I watched that scene again, and it's also really funny because he's like, "Move, children, this yeah. <laughs> at the TV. <laughs> but when they're all looking out the window and the alien crosses over the driveway, mm-hmm. like just the way it's done, I still think is so good. And I know people, a lot of people, see it now and they're like, "Eh." It's so cheesy, it's not scary at all. But like in two thousand four I think it was a great little thing of found footage. Mm-hmm.
0: Um we did have someone else who is another person I know is super into horror movies, um, is our Aunt Amy. Um, and she actually commented on here and said that she doesn't feel like she's ever actually been truly scared by a movie. Um it's her own thoughts and imaginings that cause her to become afraid, which is a fair point. Um, and she said, so I asked her, what would you say are your top scary movies then? And she said the same thing. It's hard to choose. Um, but she does love it. I think she, um, means all versions. She likes anything with creepy clowns, zombies, also like Salem's lot, Stephen King coming up again. She also recommended the Babadook, which did not come up on Nicole's list. Um, and she said The Haunting of Hill House, too. a gay too. icon. Babadook is a gay guy, icon <laughs> <laughs> My favorite meme ever is when someone made that time Person of the Year cover. And it has the Duke picture on it. And it just says, Person of the Year. It's the fucking Babadook. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have not seen all of the Babadook. I tried watching or starting to watch it. And... I only got like 10 minutes in it and I was not paying enough attention. And I was like, this lady is just like screaming at her child and the child is screaming back at her and I'm like not understanding. So I need to watch it when I'm actually paying attention. Um, But Amy also noted the haunting of Hill House. And she said that may be the scariest thing she's ever watched because it reminds her of her own experience with sleep paralysis, which is why I
1: think another reason for me to not watch. it. Um, So for
0: her, I think, Maybe it was a little bit more of a cathartic thing and she enjoyed that. But um, for you, might not be the best thing.
1: Yeah. Well, a lot of people with anxiety <laughs> or other mental health stuff really love horror movies because it is a cathartic release. Yeah. It gives you a direction. And for me, unfortunately, it's not. But that is a common thing. Yeah.
0: It gives you a direction for anxiety that you don't have normally, day to day, a reason for otherwise yeah and so it gives you a place to funnel it and that's why i like haunted houses probably
1: yeah i love haunted houses yeah uh so we did make each of our own lists of scariest movies to us as kids but also adults yours might just be as a kid
0: it's adults too but mine are also adults
1: (laughs) um and after we, we go through our list, I did put, which of these movies are still scary, like, as of today? And would you watch them? hmm Uh, I put The Grudge and The Ring. Came out at similar times. I should not have seen either. Yeah. Uh, it was really bad. That was
0: definitely, <laughs> to both of those movies were tween, Natalie, in a movie theater, a little bit not prepared for this kind of stuff, and... I will never forget this scene in the ring with the horses jumping off the boat. Like, that was quite upsetting.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I put the alien crossing road from signs that I just talked about. Um, And then a couple that were on Nicole's list. Paranormal activity, the first one. Obviously, I did not watch anymore. The Strangers, which I hated watching. (laughs) Uh, I put that weird Silent Hill movie. I... Do you yes, remember that? Yes, <laughs> I would agree with that, too.
0: Because I watched that in a theater, and is it actually a good movie? I don't know. I mean, I, I, I might have to watch it again to decide, but I will say um, there was definitely scary images in it, and I appreciated what it was trying to do with the Silent Hill series and all of that, but um, there were several times in that movie that I was like, what on earth am I actually watching? Um, but... <laughs> Of course, the the scene with the nurses I think is well done, and scary.
1: Um, yeah, when she's trying to go through there, and and we had a PlayStation Silent Hill game. Yeah, I think it was like that we lost Silent Hill for 3 a while or something. We lost privilege yes. to it for a couple years. <laughs> it was too scary. Yeah, it got taken away from us, but it was also too hard to control walking in that game, so we didn't really even. When we were older and we were allowed to have it back, I was like, it's too hard to yes. move her. <laughs> uh, Also, scary, more specific just to me are space movies in general, because I did watch Mission to Mars and Armageddon in the hallway. Mm-hmm. I think I've talked about that, where I'd watch movies in the hallway after I'd been put to bed. Yes. Also, The X-Files. Yes. <laughs> but because of that, I really have a problem with space movies. Where I saw Gravity with Dad, and I didn't sleep <laughs> for three days. Oh my gosh! And even um, the movie about what's his face growing potatoes on Mars. Uh, as soon as he was trying to get off Mars, I was like, "Nope." Was it The Martian? <laughs> <Yeah>. Yes. <laughs> and the final thing I put was the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man. In he is terrified. He's terrifying. He's terrifying. Yes, I 100% agree with that. Um, In
0: addition to the ones you already said, I uh, was completely freaked out by gremlins when I was little. (laughs) Movie terrified me. Um, I think I actually enjoy those movies now, but definitely scared me.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, Anything with The Crypt Keeper and Tales from the Crypt used to scare the crap out of me. Um, but that's another thing that now I'm like, yes, we can watch Tales from the Crypt on Halloween. This is perfect. I love it. Um, I was also completely freaked out when I was little by Chucky. Um, I didn't see the new Child's Play film, um, but I feel like that's a series I could actually appreciate now and appreciate the humor and things like that. But, uh, I was definitely completely, completely freaked out by like the 15 minutes I saw of the original Child's Play one time. Mm -hmm. Um, I was also, as a little kid, freaked out by the Terminator. (laughs) And, I mean, maybe that concept (laughs) freaks me out now for a different reason. Uh, but I specifically remember (laughs) the scene where, like, the semi he was driving blows up. And he walks out of the fire and he's now the full robot because, you know, his outside got burned off or whatever. Freaked me out. Completely. Completely. So, yeah, (laughs) and now, obviously, now I like those movies and feel differently, but um, the next ones, I was a little bit older, uh, but the first two, I was still, you know, like, tween age when I saw them. I remember seeing What Lies Beneath with Harrison Ford in it in the movie theater, and the lady in the bathtub, and being completely freaked out by that, Um, and 13 Ghosts, which I think I would probably just find funny now, Uh, but... Definitely freaked me out when I was little. And then this movie I saw, I mean, I felt like I was a kid still because I was like 22. But it was The Last Exorcism and I saw it in a movie theater. And I
1: Oh, yeah. I forgot about that movie. I will say
0: if that movie had shaved off the last 10 minutes where it really was like, oh, it really is a cult. She really is pregnant with the Antichrist or whatever, which is just so cliché to me I actually would say that was a pretty solid movie and had a lot to uh-huh. do with uh how how we deal with trauma and all kinds of interesting stuff but the one thing that will forever be burned into my brain unfortunately I hate that I saw this was a scene where because it's a found footage film where the camera turns on at one point and it's pointing down at the possessed main character's feet where you can see she's broken out of the shackles that she was tied to the bed with and you're like oh great she's awake and she's got the camera and she proceeds to go out to the barn and use the camera which you're seeing from that perspective to kill her cat
1: oh yeah i remember you telling me about that yes i never saw that movie and i never will but I'm haunted by just you telling me about it. Yes. And like and you didn't like go into like extreme detail just like enough. It's uh yeah. To this day
0: maybe one of the single things that has disturbed me the most. <laughs> so, I will not be seeing that movie again.
1: No. I I don't like exorcism possession yes. stuff. I think the last one I saw that had anything to do with that was The Exorcism of Emily Rose. Oh, that's the one when... Which I know is not a good exorcism movie, but... That's the one
0: when she ate the paint off the wall, right?
1: Yeah, and it, like half of it was in the courtroom. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess I didn't say through mine what I watch again. Uh, the Grudge in the Ring, no. <laughs> not happening. Signs, Yes. I I just watched that scene again on YouTube and it still gave me a little yeah. chill. But like in a good way though. I was like, "Ooh, that was just it so, was so scary. it was like such a good Yeah. Yeah. It was just so good. Um especially with walking phoenix yelling vominos at it. Yes. <laughs> uh paranormal activity? No. <laughs> the strangers? No. no. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> not. Silent Hill probably. Yes. At I think I'd watch that one One in begin. the afternoon. Yeah. Uh, Mission to Mars, Armageddon. Maybe Armageddon if I was in a room and someone was like, please, I want to watch it. It's my favorite movie. <laughs> uh, Mission to Mars, no, because that guy takes off his helmet in space, and that's one of the things that freaks me out the most. That also happened in Gravity. Oh, God. Her partner was outside and he got hit in the face with a space rock (laughs) and broke his helmet oh my gosh uh and at 28 years old i love the stay puffed yes i watched ghostbusters all day
0: (laughs) i liked the new ghostbusters reboot too fight me it was a good movie (laughs) yeah Uh, um i think you went through yours kind of i did actually i really do want to watch gremlins now
1: um i like Gremlins. yes it did freak me out a little bit as a kid. Yes. Not as bad as other things, but I'll watch oh, it. I was
0: like, don't be mean to Gizmo. <laughs> I'm so <laughs> upset. <laughs> but I feel like I have quite the list of movies to watch for the remaining
1: two weeks of October now. Yeah, I might watch The American Werewolf in London and uh the stuff. Oh, yes. The stuff.
0: <laughs> So, lots on my movie watching plate for the next couple of weeks. Hopefully, everyone listening has got some ideas for some new movies to check out, too. Um, I would love to know what movies personally scared you, what you would recommend, um, especially for someone like Nicole, uh, who's probably seen it all and um, definitely loves horror movies. If you have any recommendations for her, we'd love to hear them, too. So... In the meantime, I'm going to be continuing to avoid several of the things we talked about
1: <laughs> permanently. Yeah. I'm going to go watch a uh, Great British Bake Off. Yes. Decompress. I'm going <laughs> to go
0: back to reading The Shining and then watch the movie version and <laughs> probably cry under a blanket about it. Yeah. So. <laughs> so I think that's all for this one. In the meantime, stay spooky. Enjoy spooky season.
1: Happy spooky season! Woo! Bye, Bye. nerds!
0: (laughs) Why am I saluting? (laughs) Our intro and outro music is courtesy of Sneaky Creepy on Mimi Sound. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Nerd Ascended.
1: You can also email us at nerdascendedpodcast at gmail.com. And ratings are always appreciated.